It's our podcast. Yes, it is. What's up, everybody? This is the Nerd Fury uh, podcast. Uh, as you all know, I am Dan Granado. I'm Jim Lovecheck. And uh, this week, we are talking about uh, movie monsters. Well, not really movie monsters, like monsters in pop culture, cinema, right? in general. Yeah. Um, but not, we're not talking about like Godzilla or your Mothras or your Xenomorphs from Aliens. Yeah, those you are know. always in the top five. Like yeah. King Kong, Godzilla, the Predator, the Alien from Alien. They're always yeah. mixed up there. The Thing try- from The Thing is always right. up there too. I mean, we're this is going to be ones you probably never heard of, maybe, or just they haven't been talked about as often as they probably should. I um, mean, we had a couple of those moments, like researching this. Where I was like, I totally forgot about that movie. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to. There's one that we both were thinking about the same one that oh, I was like, so I'm going to watch this movie, and again. I didn't know about the director. Yeah. Oh man, so I got a question for you. Yeah. So since we're talking about. Creature features, basically. Uh-huh. This all kind of was kicked up, I want to say it was like in the 1920s, 30s with Universal and those original movie monsters. Yeah, like your Frankenstein. Yeah, and your who's your Wolf favorite? Man. Who's your favorite? Uh, I want to say it's uh, Dr. Frankenstein's monster. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. The, the, like, like how I, I did it. I, you did it right. Culturally you acceptable. Did it right. Yeah, you did it right. <laughs> You're woke. You're very woke, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Mainly because, I don't know, he was like a creature that did not ask to be exi- to exist. Yeah. And he was really gentle, but it was misunderstood. And, yeah. you know, kind of just... And Young Frankenstein's hilarious, so oh, that, that double helps. One it. of my favorite films. <laughs> my- uh, yeah, I mean, out of the one, it was, I would say, yeah, Frankenstein's monster. But, like... I did like you know like Wolfman. I like the Wolfman. Um, Dracula is still a very creepy movie with Bela Lugosi playing yeah. Dracula. Still very creepy. But my favorite of the old ones was Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, I had that on VHS. Yeah, and I would watch it all the time. I don't know what it was about the thing, like when they're swimming and it's just there, like it could touch their feet or something. It just creeped me out, and I loved mm. watching it. Did you have like a like a fear? Of just open water because no, of the film? No, not really. Like it was, I was just like, this is cool, kind of. But I, I never went swimming in like dirty black water. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That mo- <laughs> like for me, that mo- monster never really like. I never got why it was scary because, I mean, I it, the face didn't look scary to me. It kind of mm. looked like staring at a catfish. This, yeah, I guess. Huh. Well, but I, I mean, it. it's still a, a, iconic. Yeah, you know, you don't get. You know your, your shape jaws of water or, or shape, shape of water, water without that without happening. yeah the creature from the black lagoon yeah I really I really dug it and it kind of had like a romantic thing because it captured the chick I don't know why they always capture chicks but well they, back then there's always had to be a dasmo dasmo damsel in distress <laughs> and then uh, the big guy has to come and save her yeah goddamn no, brain and mouth was shutting down <laughs> mid sentence. <laughs> Downloading, update, and rebooting. No way, God cancel! It. it just turned into a Chromebook commercial. <laughs> you ever hate when you're in mid-sentence and you have an update that pops out of nowhere? Get a Chromebook. 
Bing, oh bing. my gosh, that'll probably end up happening. We'll go, you can just like download brains into your head. Wow, can we just skip to that part? Because I feel like I sound a lot more intelligent. Even yeah. though I did double positive to reiterate the fact that, <laughs> that, that I need that to I have need, a... <laughs> Hi, Google. Yes. Can I have one brain, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the deli counter. Number uh, 73, right here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to what yeah, we need sure, to be talking sure. about. So I wanted to do a kind of a deeper dive, like Daniel said earlier. So I did some research on this. And by deep research, I watched two movies. Yeah. And then I gave up and just started Google searching. The first one, I really wait, wait, wanted wait, wait, hold to on, be hold so. Hold on, hold on. Oh, what's up? You said you Google searched it. Google searched what? The monsters. I try. I like you Google search the information. What information? The ones that you're about to talk about. These ones? No. Oh, so no void. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so, so the first one I watched was called The Void. Starts off pretty interesting. Where the you were telling me about this? Yeah, I. It's on Shutter, right? Yes. Yeah, I. Probably gonna do that this weekend. Yeah. I've been meaning to do it. Just get that seven seven day free membership and yeah. watch it. But it, yeah, it should have been very very good, but they didn't explain the characters very well. So like a half hour into the movie, they tell you that the cop's wife is in the hospital with the cop. They never officially tell you about that until a half hour into the movie where he's yelling at the one random badass dude who's been fighting this cult for years. It was, it was very sorry, what kind of movie. hospital? It was just a regular like country hospital that. Oh, so had it's a, not like yeah. a, like a mental hospital. No, like these. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a regular hospital that almost that caught on fire like a week before. So they only have like five people on staff. Okay. And there's a couple. Well, uh, is yeah. this like a thing where like, you find out that he's really been, it's been all in his head type of thing? No. Oh. No. That's why I got confused when you said, when you, 30 minutes in, you find out like the, the cop. He has with, an interaction with his nurse, and you're like, oh, they must have dated because it's a small town. Mm. And then he yells at some guy like, hey, I could be mad at my wife if I want to. I was like, oh, they're married? Like, they oh, never. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, they're trying to be like intelligent in the way that they reveal information. Like, you think it's this, but it's not. Right, but but they failed. Yeah, it didn't work out. And then the second one, I th- I wanted it to be good so bad. It was called The Headhunter. It was about a Viking who hunted monsters. Oh, okay. Which sounds awesome because I love the Thirteenth Warrior. This sounds like I, the Thirteenth Warrior with twelve less people oh in it. Yeah, this is like <laughs> the third episode you've talked about the Thirteenth Warrior. Anyway, so basically, the whole movie is just you watching this Viking guy be really, really bad at carpentry. He never fixes this shutter in the house that keeps opening and shutting. His door doesn't have a lock on it. That's this, how isn't, this isn't in the movie Vo- The Void? No, this is a different movie. Oh, oh, this okay. is Headhunter. The oh, Void, okay. I didn't want to give too much away. Okay. It just it could have been very good. It didn't come together at the yeah. end. But this is a Viking monster hunter movie. Okay. Super pumped. Uh-huh. You see him fight exactly one monster. Oh, so he's not really good at his job. It makes it seem like he is. Like, he's the town recluse slash monster hunter. Like, he keeps getting, like, wanted posters, almost like the Witcher. Like, he'll pull one down, and he's like, mm. oh, there's a bounty. Yeah, yeah. And also, a monster killed his daughter, so he wants revenge on it. They tell you that, like, again, halfway well, through the movie. how else would he get into killing monsters? He was, at the beginning of the movie, when he was hanging out with his daughter, he was just 
monster hunting with her. Like it was bring your oh. daughter to work day, and he happened to be a monster hunter. It was a family business. Now it's personal. Yeah, and he doesn't have a lock on his door. Never fixes the shutter. Which was the monster that he hunts? Like is the like one it, that killed his daughter? Yeah, or, eventually. Okay. Like he he'll just be sitting around like cutting wood, making a fire, not fixing the shutter, and you hear a horn blast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like, <sighs> and then he goes, puts on his equipment, comes back, and puts a head on his wall. And it's oh, like a okay. werewolf, like so a yeah, gremlin, yeah. something like that. So, so he does he, it. It does it like three or four times. Yeah, and you Is never it see set him in modern day. No, or? it's okay. set in Viking times. Okay, and you never see him fight any of the monsters. Like he'll come back with wounds, and he'll yeah. have to fix well, them. Well, they don't have that in the budget. I mean, it looked like they had a little bit in the budget. Okay. and then he gets another call, and he gets the bounty, and it's that monster, and then he goes and kills it, and then it comes back somehow and tries to fight him again. It was not a good movie. You know how when you see those... It sounds like it's terrible. <laughs> you know when you find those really bad movies where it's just like they have to do random shots of just like shit blowing in the wind or like the fire burning just to make up time? Yeah. There were like six different instances of that during oh, this movie. Oh, okay. Little, little filler scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is too long. Why are they just showing these random... Was it filmed in Iceland or, or at all? Or... I don't know. Because it's like, like, it like it oh, look at the country side. No, it was like rabbit pelts hanging from a line. Oh. And it was just... In just so wind. you know how hardcore they are. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He it survives. It was. It, it could have been so good. That was <laughs> so anyway, I tortured myself for you guys. Yeah. Oh wow. Just wanna just wanna let everybody know. But anyway, back to some good monsters. Yeah. I'm gonna start off. My first one isn't from a movie. It's from a very very good TV show, Doctor Who. It's the Silence from yeah. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Fifty years of material right there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you guys don't know what the Silence are, is, are, are, they're basically the gray aliens, but they're super tall and they're dressed like the men in black. Yeah. I never really, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that doesn't make sense in Doctor Who. Yeah. But that's like a cheeky thing. Like if the aliens came to earth, saw men in black, and then they just affected that as their look is kind of like a. Well, I think if in the show, that's what like when people talk about the men in black, they were actually, they were actually talking about them. Yeah. And you don't remember them anyway. That's the coolest part. Because yeah. not only can they shoot lightning out of their hands, that's mm-hmm. their second coolest power. First coolest is, you ever get that feeling when you walk into a room and you don't remember why you walked in there? That's what they're able to do to you. It's like every day. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Whose bed is this? Where do I wake up at? No, it's oh, more wait, like, this is my house. <laughs> it's more like... I actually had an instance like that feeling. And it was... I'm in the bathroom and... I uh, took a poop and <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went from finishing to then getting up and not remembering. I'm like, did I even flush? And I'm looking down and I did, but I don't remember the five seconds in between wipe and pants up. And I'm like, Whoa. what the heck? <laughs> the silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, they make you forget that you ever saw them, and in the show. The characters who are trying to fight these people put little tick marks on their hands, so they'll walk in and there's no marks anywhere, and then they'll walk out and they're covered in the marks. Yeah, and that's all you see. Super cool. Mm-hmm. I love those creatures. Very, very creative. Uh, I always thought it was like a, a very cool scene where it was like they realize it and then they see the whole room's covered in ticks. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, how <laughs> long have everywhere. I been here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it re- that was a really, really kind of cosmic horror um 
arc in Doctor Who. Really cool. Plus they like they had like they they had no mouth. Yeah. Presumably. I don't know. They had yeah. a a jaw that moved up and down, but they didn't really actually have a mouth. They had like a mouth, but it was it was covered with material. Yeah, it was deeply weird. sunken in eyes, yeah, they, and the big like, head. Yeah, and only the three fingers. Yeah, they they were a creepy like just anything that looks kind of creepy, and then just doesn't talk and just kind of just meanders its way towards you. You're like and just points at you. You're like, uh. And they were the super room. super weird when they did talk. Silence will fall. Yeah, and you're like, you're oh like, God, they speak in rhyme. <laughs> you a throat lozenge there, yeah. guy. <laughs> so cool. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, mine's more of a I like. I mean, I have a couple, but mm-hmm. um, one that was like it. This one haunted my dreams for a while. Really? Uh, it is the. It was 1992's film. Of oh, okay. The Candyman with Tony Todd. Tony Todd can be a scary motherfucker. Yes, he can. He <laughs> Yes, he, he can, can. Without even trying, be creepy. Yeah. But he's so he look seems like he's a very nice guy. But yeah. uh so the Candyman, a lot of people probably whoever's actually listening to this probably has heard of the Candyman. Yeah. But um basically the Candyman is a folklore that uh it like he gains his power from the his word being spread so oh. like it was a while like i've it's like i forgot the orange origin of the character mm-hmm. so he was a son of a slave who um became prosperous because he he would mass produce shoes during the civil war Oh shit! And then he became a painter. Okay. And he became famous doing that, and he would be hired from all these rich families to paint, you know, the uh, slave owners or uh, their like children and everything. Like he would do the paint, the portrait paintings, and he falls in love with a white uh, heiress, I think. Okay. And he, the father, is pissed because Candyman is black, and it's still during. Um, post Civil War, post Civil War time, and, white people uh, in the South—they're yeah. racist. <laughs> and he hires a lynch to capture him. He gets um, hooked, gets tied up, hooked onto a, 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 a truck, gets dragged. Oh God! Then they cut his hand off, the hand that paints, and embeds him with a hook. And then covers him in honey, and so bees can just uh, sting him uh, alive, and he dies from being stung. Oh! And the reason why he was called the Candy Man is because he would go around and he would give candy to the kids in the town. Okay. And they burned him afterwards after he died, and spread his ashes all throughout the town. Shit. Where this, because the film was uh, uh, in Chicago. Yeah, it was filmed. Yeah, I, I think. Right UIC. by Cabrini Green, yeah. UIC area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that uh, housing project is where uh, his ashes were built on. Oh, shit. And he just came into being because of the folklore. He, like. Uh, kind of like Slenderman. Yeah, you had to say his name five times, like Bloody Mary or, or Slenderman. You know, yeah. like. He would. He was always would exist as long as people. Told the story. Yeah. 
And um, shit, I forgot that that movie was. And so he just deep. basically took out his revenge. He was basically an embodiment of evil. Mm-hmm. He just killed people, mainly like people that were that were bad. Mm-hmm. And he like, it was just like just so creepy. Like his his body was made of of, of bees because of it. Yeah, and he would like open up his jacket and. It's just a carcass underneath, and it's just embedded uh, with bees that would fly out. Yeah, and like, of course, in this one as well, there's a girl that he falls in love because it's re- her the girl, reincarnation. The main girl just happens to be the reincarnation of his love. Uh, From in, way back when, when. way back when, uh, uh, it's a great film. It's like it's not it's could be viewed as cheesy, but like one uh, his one of his famous lines was. Uh, oh crap! It was like "be my victim" was one of his. That was his catchphrase. Okay, I and, mean, but d- cheesy as fuck, but delivered by him. It's creepy as hell. It's creepy as hell. I mean, he made. He was in one of the fi- one of the twenty seven Final Destination movies, and the scene on the DVD is the Candyman scene. He's just like a morgue extra. Yeah. And he's in there, and it's the creepiest scene in the movie. Right. And, like, the most famous line is, like, you know, they will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for if not for shedding? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, that's metal. metal. That's a metal. That's metal. Metal as fuck. I don't think I've ever seen this movie all the way through. I've always, like, catch it on TV. I always seen the end and, like, the middle. Like, there's a scene where, like, so, like, the only reason why you see he comes into being into the movie from the the main character, girl, is because she gets attacked by a thug thinking and calling himself the Candyman. Because mm. there was a string of murders. You like you. Oh, because wasn't don't she an investigative it, like, reporter or something like that? Yeah, something of that sort. Um, and so she tells the cops she, that, like, it's... And they cops think, like, she's like, hey, it's this guy who's doing all these murders. And they're like, oh, okay. So then the Candyman visits her, like, in a parking garage. Oh, shit. That like he steals like a baby. I I forget. There's a <laughs> baby. They like I think it's her. Like like a or uh, not baby or like a kid. And it's like he's like I'll let him go if you help me spread the word out again. Because once people don't talk uh, about him, he talk doesn't about him, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't exist. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I like I dig that. I mean, he's got a slew of powers. Yeah. Immortality. Dig it. Intelligent. So whatever. Love it. Uh, he can regenerate. He has mm. superhero strength. He's a ghost, essentially. He's a undead, immortal murderer. He's like the mummy from the mummy. Yeah. He can teleport. He can fly. He can levitate. He can turn invisible. Whoa. Yeah. And he's got the. He could summon swarms of bees from his own body. I mean, like. He sounds like the mummy before the mummy, man. Yeah. Holy moly. Oh. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. I'm going to have to watch that one. Shit. There was another one that we both agree upon. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's the a Guillermo del Toro film. I did not know that. I yep, didn't I know that until 20 minutes ago. Um, this was his first English-speaking film, and it was the movie Mimic. Love that movie. And we're talking about the insects, the... 
I don't know. Are they cockroach? Were they? Did they say they were cockroaches? So what it was is I kind of read a brief synopsis of it because I kind of remember it. What was happening is there was a pandemic, or an epidemic. Excuse me, it wasn't all over in in New York where roaches were transmitting some disease to children. So the main actress, the main protagonists, they create, called it the Judas breed. I know there yeah, was like a specific breed because they made some kind of bug that was going to eat the roaches, and it was designed to not reproduce, so it would die out in a year. And instead of doing that, it Jurassic Parked itself to evolve. Asexual. Yeah. Well, th- well, because they were supposed to just die because there was like a gene that was just gonna like snap kill them. Yeah. And, and it didn't go off for whatever reason. Yeah. But the, the, the oh, oh, so cool. The body's <laughs> will to survive will find a way to live. Yeah, exactly. And oh, and just like you don't know like the way that they mimic humans, where it just looks like a dude in a trench coat. Well, because moths have this this is where Guillermo yeah. like based this feat or yeah. feature of the the monster because moths will mimic their predators to scare them away of to look like an even bigger predator or so they're like oh whatever it's just another another guy sorry bro yeah there's a caterpillar that does that it'll be on a leaf and if it's threatened it'll yeah. look make itself look like a snake yeah so really really cool spin on that mm-hmm. and, and- I mean, like, it mimicked what it thought was a predator, which was humans. Yes. And they were big and creepy and fast and almost like like praying mantis-esque a little bit, Yeah, if I'm I, remembering it correctly. Yeah. I mean, it was most of the film you saw it as a humanoid-looking shadow that yeah. was just a dude wearing a trench coat. Yeah. But, like, his wings became the was the face. Yeah. I remember that. I remember like that scene where like it like he like reveals himself and I'm like oh shit <laughs> yeah I'm like oh lordy and it was so cool when they finally killed one and then she examines it because like they wanted to like smear the the scent sack all over him so they they thought that they were yeah. bugs and she's like oh man they developed internal organs that's why bugs are so small I was like wait what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like so cool. There was this uh... even if it's not true that's such a cool scientific spin into the movie oh yeah the um the movie like i said was the first uh english-speaking film of guillermo del toro and um he's a good he's good man the film before this it was technically like i guess his second film ever yeah and he made this film before this i think we should watch and it was uh in 93 uh called chronos with a c dig it is it in spanish it is in Spanish. Okay. Cool. Um, but the trailer is basically was uh, is rough synopsis. A guy, old man who is an antique dealer, comes across this golden scarab that gives him immortality. But he like is involved in this like there's powers that he gets basically drunk from the power of the oh. immortality type of thing. And Ron Perlman is in the in this film as like a wandering American. Ron Perlman's the man. Yeah. Dude, he's good in everything. And he's a real good tweeter on Twitter. He, oh, roast, does he? he roasts people. It's really, really good. And he was great in sons of anarchy. Oh yeah. I mean, and Hellboy. Ron, I liked him as Hellboy. This is what makes sense. Why? Like, you know, tell Toro picked Ron Perlman. Cause yeah. he's like, Oh, I already know of him and he gets me. Perf- I get yeah. him. Yeah. We all, we like working together. Um, but yeah, it seemed like really good. But he like uh, back to mimic. 
uh, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro actually did not like the film whatsoever. That's so weird. Uh, I love result, that movie. I mean, he has his because I think it was spawned from this movie that he decided to not trust, like, do everything his control. Mm-hmm. Um, because the I forget who made the who was like the production company. Maybe it was Miramax. I don't know. I could somebody fucked with the movie. He, yeah, they messed with the phone, the film, and he didn't like the end result. So he actually has a director's cut, I guess, a Snyder cut, Ooh. if we go like how it is today. Um, and and it's just personal possession that he like the way he wanted the film to look, edited the way he wanted to edit it. How often do you think he watches that? Oh, he probably holds it up. It's probably like right there in the back, like hanging out, like when he has guests over, like. Oh yeah, I did mimic. Uh, <laughs> you want to see my movie? Like, no, I saw mimic. No, you didn't. I, I think we need to be friends with Guillermo del Toro just to see that movie. Great, that'd be so. He's cool. got a museum, two museums. What? Museum or two museums? It's basically a museum that holds his stuff because he has a huge collection of like monster movie mem- memorabilia. Awesome. That like he just collected and it was took over his house so much that he had to buy a building. And as a museum, only for him to show his like friends. It's not for the public. That's I don't so think. cool. So it's like uh, the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, except it's just monster yeah. memorabilia. There's <laughs> a um, Adam Savage from originally from MythBusters. Yeah. He's got a YouTube channel called Nerdist. No, take that back. It is called Tested. Nerdist is a different thing. <laughs> um, it's called Tested, and uh-huh. like he. And he goes through like all these. You get to see a lot of things in movies that you don't normally see, like because he's oh he's a maker, so he likes to. Wasn't he on um episode one? Like him and um yeah, he worked for ILM. Um, uh, who was the guy that just passed away? Oh, um, Grant. Yes, um, Imahara. Yeah, him and hit. They both worked at, like they made the hand models. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. And they uh. They did that. He did all like the he worked on the physical models for episode one, two, and three. Sweet. And he did a, a couple other films. I think he did. He uh, he just recently did this thing with like miniatures that he was showing off. But it was he worked on AI too. So oh. he had to make a miniature for like the underwater scene where they're like going through all like the uh, underwater buildings. Oh, and sweet. there's like. They had to do that was all practice like miniatures. He's like, here I made this too, and he's like, yeah, it's it's pretty trivial, but yeah, I kept it. You know, that seems like a sweet podcast. So, or YouTube visited. Yeah, well, he does a podcast too. Oh, okay, cool. Um, called still untitled. (laughs) It is (laughs) a podcast where like they couldn't figure out a name. And then they just, it took so long to like, they kept saying it as a joke, like, oh, it's still, this podcast is still unti- untitled. And, and that's just that's the name that stuck. stuck. Yeah. I love that. But that's he, so one cool. of the episodes he tore Guillermo, because he's good friends with Guillermo del Toro. Awesome. So yeah. he's seen Mimic? Probably. Oh, lucky. Let's go ask him. <laughs> beep, beep, boop, boop. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Um, but yeah, Mimic. Mo- the, the monster, the monster in that one, fantastic. That scene in the train car when they're stuck underground. Oof. Oh, yeah, that was the best scene. Oh, my gosh, it was so good. 
Yeah, mm. but the security guard does not know if he's even going to live. You yeah. don't know as a viewer. I'm like, is he going to die yet? Or yeah, because like, like the top half of yeah. the bug came and got him. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God. If that movie sucks to Guillermo del Toro, how good is the one he has? Because yeah. that movie's really good. I don't know. Because commercially it did okay. Yeah. Because during that time, there were monster movies like all over the place. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just just didn't pan out, I guess. He didn't yeah. like it, so I don't know. I'm uh, going to have to watch it again and see yeah. if it even holds up. Yeah. Uh, to stick with Guillermo del Toro, there's another one that he's done that I love. Do it. Hit me with it. It is from the movie Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know if you've ever seen that film. I heard of it, and I saw some of the art, and I know this, like, the plot synopsis, but I've never watched it. Because yeah. it's in Spanish, right? It is in Spanish. Um, I did not know that when I first saw it. I'm like, <laughs> looking at the theater, I'm like, did I bought the wrong ticket? Did I bought the wrong ticket? <laughs> oh, God. And like, I think it, like at the beginning, it's like, this movie is in Spanish. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Who does that? This is America. <laughs> Where's the closed caption? <laughs> Um, but it was that's actually a really good film. You would, I hear it's you would super it. depressing. It is, but it's it's done well. Okay, well, I'll watch it. Um, because the whole like, as you probably know, the whole movie is basically this girl is finds a way to uses her imagination. You actually don't know if she's this is all in her head, right? Or this is actually real, but she. It's kind of like Labyrinth Labyrinth. She escapes her reality that she's forced to be in. Yeah. And that's why, like, the whole, like, mystical part of it. And she finds Mm -hmm. this uh, centaur that tries to get her, like, like, oh, just stay here, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's this part in the movie, the monster was called the Pale Man. You don't actually know the actual name of the the creature in the film. I don't think... um, it's like a, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. So the pale man is picture a very pale, old, wrinkly humanoid creature that has a face of a um, stingray. Ugh. And he can't see, and he's and he stays like perfectly still, like a statue, and he's just surrounded by, um, like a. A banquet of like food, the best food you ever seen, and he's, okay. he has a plate in the center, and he's just got eyes in there. It's just human eyes, and then he doesn't move the entire time till the girl Pan steals food, takes food from him, and there's there's a reason behind all this. is a huge symbolism. This yeah. scene, uh, I'll get to it in a second, but then once he she's actually eats the food, he wakes up. Because he actually eats children and fairies. That was like the one th- fact that they tell you. And he puts like the eyeballs in the palms of his hands and like sticks it in his on his face. Like that's how he sees. And he's seen with his hands. And he's like all decrepit. He's not fast, but he's creepy as fuck. Oh, God. Uh, but oh, yeah. Guillermo, like when he's asked about this character, he, he kind of tells it differently. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's basically the pale man represents a white man in power. Yeah. And the bouquet is all the things that he's taking. He takes, 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 takes while there's children starving. But when someone takes something from them, he devours them. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. Like okay. he, and there's been one interview that he said that um, the pale man represents all institutional evil. Okay. Um, yeah. Feeding on the, f- the helpless. And uh, it's not an accident that he is A, pale, and B, a man. Um, and then there's another one where he actually, that creature represents the church. Oh, and yeah, okay. It was a powerful use. The hands is like the hands represent the stigmata, basically. Yeah. Um, and they defeated all the pagan religions, so that's yeah. meeting fairies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They abuse children. They yeah. <laughs> yeah but God. I always thought that was that that creature was just like whoa, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's pretty creepy. <sighs> My next one's pretty creepy too. Now this movie's from 1956, and it's called Forbidden Planet. I, re- I remember the name. Yeah. I don't really remember the whole film in general. I remember seeing it like one time because my grandfather, uh-huh. I think, liked that film. And I five-year-old version of me, obviously, I don't remember that much. Yeah. We, we had it at home on a VHS that we taped off What's of. What's a VHS? <laughs> that we taped off of the sci-fi network back when they spelled their name right. So, like, it still had the commercials and everything. Oh, it wasn't S-Y-F-Y? Yeah. It was, yeah. Ugh. We were rebranded. <laughs> but no. basically, the, the synopsis, it's kind of similar to Aliens. A human colony goes radio silent. So okay. they assume something bad happens. They send out an investigative team, which is a bunch of soldiers. They only find two survivors, a doctor and his daughter. And there starts being mysterious attacks happening at night by a creature nobody sees. Interesting. So they end up getting like a cast of the foot, and the foot is huge. It's a big foot. Bigger than Bigfoot. Bigger than Bigfoot. Well, that's so they're like, big. how is something this big destroying stuff when we can't find it? So they finally lay a trap for it using like some kind of futuristic electrical fence. Mm. And then it finally reveals itself, and it's this like huge gorilla lion thing, and it's like picking people up and throwing them. Oh, okay. See, this is the part I actually remember. Yeah. Um, was, oh, God, I love that movie. And. Leslie Nielsen's in it. The guy from The Naked Gun. He's in it in a serious role. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you told me about this earlier, and I was like, I don't... What? What? And it's not funny? It's not funny. It is a serious movie, and it's very, very... It was nominated for an Oscar for special effects. I'm sure he was like... this. Del- well, even in Naked Gun, his delivery was straight deadpan. Just, oh. I he think- was the straight man in that, like... Yeah, I, so when I watched this, I was very young. I was like seven, eight. So I just remember the fight scenes and the monster being cool. I yeah. don't remember how he acted in it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it was probably one of his first roles. He wasn't yeah. trying to be funny. He was trying yeah. to get a job. Who are you and how'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith <laughs> and I'm a locksmith. Just want to let you all know, we're all counting on you. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Everything's on fire. <laughs> but it turns out that the green protection sorry i'm thinking of the kind <laughs> i'm saying this is naked gun those movies are great naked gun 33 and a third <laughs> yeah i love those movies but it turns out that this giant creature only shows up when one of the survivors the doctor is asleep so it's a creation of his id so whenever he falls asleep his evil side goes out and roams the planet oh, and destroys yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I thought that was a super clever way to make a monster. It's kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I wonder if that was a remake. I feel like that was a remake for something else. I don't know. 
I could be wrong. I mean, it's 50s. It could yeah. be the original. It could be the original. I mean, it's pretty similar to Aliens and a couple other movies. Kind of like, not like The Day There is still those kind of in reverse. But I just thought it was a very, very creative movie monster. Especially well, yeah. for the late I mean, 50s when it was just basically, fi- something came from space. Let's shoot it with stuff is basically yeah. the plot pew, line pew, to pew. most movies. Um, No, because, I mean, during the 50s, that was like the heyday of like monster flicks. Yeah. Because anything was viewed as a monster. Yeah. Anything unknown was viewed as a monster. It either mo- came from the ocean or it came from space. <laughs> like, or it was radioactive. Yes. Definitely radioactive. Like the, what was it? The Beast from 20,000 Phantoms? Or well, 20,000 Leagues Under the... No, that's a different movie. Because that movie's the, good. The, there was a, a freaking um, horror movie with was giant ants. Excuse that me. movie was low-key awesome i remember watching that <laughs> and i was like these this is such a bad movie that was actually like a bad good horror film it's got like all the con- like nathan fillion's in it what? elizabeth banks is in it what came it what it's a uh, slither oh my goodness i've never seen that movie you've never seen slither no oh my god it's no so I thought uh, you were going to say Tremors, and I was like, yeah, that's oh, a good well, horror comedy. Is also, I didn't say that. That's <laughs> not a low-key. It's it's good. And Don't even, even the, that. the sequels to Tremors are pretty okay for, I mean, se- for crappy sci-fi sequels. They had such a cult following that they dragged that as long as possible. It had a sci-fi show. I think it had. Yeah. It went from there were worms to then like, oh, now they can fly, and they breathe fire. I'm like, what is the going on? The third one is the last one I watched, and that's where they evolved to have feet, but still listened via like sound. Yeah, there was one where, a fourth one, where they spouted out wings, and now they're able to fly. That's just ridiculous. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that that's, made it ridiculous. Nope, can't do it. And oh. um, there was another one where it's like, I think it, the, it goes all the way back again, where like, all versions of itself is fighting each other. And then the guy who's like in the first film that mm-hmm. is shooting with all like the weapons and everything. Oh, Reba's husband. Reba McIntyre's husband. That's his. That's actually her husband. Oh, in the film. In the film. Oh, I was like, that's actually her husband? I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah. Like he's in every, all the films. Oh my gosh. He's even, so he was awesome. even in the uh, TV show. I, I never watched the, it was a sci-fi TV. I so. watched the first episode and it was, about as good as you think it was. Oh, okay. So, oh, it was terrible. Like Sharknado, good. No, it was like, how the hell did this get make it onto TV? Oh, bad. It was bad. Sharknado's fun though. This wasn't like true. I don't think Sharknado bad fun. Like at its the start, like they were like, no, this is gonna be a good sci-fi film. <laughs> so oh, who's gonna be in it? Tara Reid. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Believe me, we're going to make at least four of these, and everybody's going to be begging us to be in these movies. That really happened. Is there a script? Not really. All I, right. I already told you the script. Shark, NATO. Terror read. <laughs> comma, terror read. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, you got yourself a movie here, pal. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any of those either. <laughs> no, I didn't either. It's just, I mean, there's a call following to it. Like, yeah. there's people that are like, I mean, it sold out of tickets before it even released. I know. Like that's how like it's like a snake on snakes on a plane. Like, yeah, some of those films are like it's so outrageous that like people are like I need to see it now. Yeah, and then like it turns it like becomes a comedy of itself, kind of like how Evil Dead started off. Oh God, I want to be like I want to actually like see a interview or talk to them myself. 
I feel like the creator would be like, did you know right off the bat that it was going to be a comedy of itself? Or it's like, were you trying to be make a legit horror film in that first film? I would I would watch that. You and Guillermo del Toro asking other horror directors Yeah, stuff. I mean, let me just ring them up. <laughs> <sighs> just get uh, Adam Savage on the phone. You know, yeah. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, boop. I am a member of their guild, okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I was I was just gonna ask you to elaborate, but it turned out you were being a bullshitter. <laughs> uh, well, I got one more. I really like the creatures. I didn't put it on here because they were kind. Of, it's kind of a more of a mainstay movie. The the creatures from Pitch Black I thought were super cool. Yeah, they were. I liked them a lot. I mean, that was a. It was a very. There was a time where there was a lot of uh, movies that were kind of just like putting off a riff, riffing off of the Xenomorph. Yeah. And that's what this was, but it was actually pretty unique. You know, creature, yeah. creatures that only come out at night. And when this, like, because the sun, it, the planet always had, like, three suns. And it was at this point where, like, it was dark for, like, seven days. Yeah. Because they find that was, other Yeah, colony. it was like, it would be, like, for a long time. And that's when they would co- actually come out yeah. and actually hunt or yeah. whatever. And they had the babies, too. So you saw, like, the beginning and, the, like, the adult ones. Mm, yeah. Because they, like, cut that one chick in half, which was awesome <laughs> was that the one that was pretending to be a cop or something oh no no she was the cop yeah yeah the other guy was pretending to be the guy who was you thought was the cop was the drug addict yes okay slash bounty hunter yeah, yeah. and also riddick is one of the best sci-fi creations probably in the past i mean it's years. the only character that i feel like what's uh vin diesel should be played other than fast and furious what about Groot? they already recorded <laughs> He's already said all his lines. <laughs> yeah, they recorded his lines in the first film, and they just reused. He just signed a contract saying, "Just pay me this much every film." That's and pretty sweet. Like, he doesn't have to do anything ever again. They're like, except for obviously now when it was he's now teenage. It's like, all right, be unless they did that, that would be genius. Like he's gonna be dead, and now then gonna be a teenager. So be like very angsty. Like, I'm good. I'm like <laughs> perfect. What did you just say to me? I am Groot. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, funny. those monsters were. And were how great. we found the blind spot, I thought was super cool. Which because their blind spots like directly in front of them. Mm, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, I thought I thought it was a very cool. Oh, it was a predator versus another predator. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, there's that twist when you're like, "Oh, is he gonna?" And then she gets right out of the plane. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like, yeah. oh, they made it. Nope. And then he's like, oh, I'm like, oh man, so good. The uh, that was also a good sequel, Chronicles of Riddick. Yes. Even the third one was actually. It was pitch black good. on a different place. Yeah. That's yeah. all it was. That's all it was. Entertaining, yes. Yeah. But it was the same movie. The, exact same yeah. movie. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Um. Next week, I think we should talk about um movie low budget films that actually uh blew up in the box office or maybe like you talking about like paranormal activity or what are you talking yeah, about like that like something that was like it was a low budget or movies that like no one thought was going to be good and ended up just like was like a number one hit i'm not saying that john wick is that but when the first john wick came out keanu reeves had like two or three bad movies in a row I didn't mm-hmm. see him in a good movie in a while. And my brother's like, dude, let's go see John Wick. And I was like, this movie's going to fucking suck. Keanu Reeves hasn't been in a good movie in yeah. like 10 years. Continue. And then when I saw that, 
and it blew my mind. And now there's going to be like five John Wicks. Yeah. I thought of a better one. Okay, go. Because that one, as we were like, okay, we just discussed those low-budget ones already. Um, We pick out movies that should be remade, and if they are remade, uh, who we should, like, cast as that. Ooh! Like, we should pick a movie and try to recreate it, and then, like, as in, like, uh, we don't have to actually recreate it, but, like, pick a movie that that can be redone and who would be, be great for those roles. Oh, Oh, like some class movie, like, ah, that shit needs a remake. Well, yeah. Or like if they did remade it, like who would be perfect for those roles? Like Mm. if they remade, um, journey to the center earth again, who would be perfect? Or if they, uh, remade, uh, Time Machine again, you know. Oh, that would be a good reboot. The Time Machine. I love the the original ones much better than the oh, newer yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Much better. That the would second be one a- was it was cool original ideas. Yeah. I never read the original story, so I don't know if that was more which one was more to the original to the story than it was. Yeah. Or like if Ender's Game got redid. As like a like how it how it was that in the film. B- that yeah. book is fantastic, so good. But yeah, I never saw the movie because I heard it was absolutely a steaming pile of dog shit. Or like I, it, I saw the film and I agree. <laughs> and I agree. I actually read the book. Yeah, one of the few books. That right, I and like read. it was really and, good. And, and like it made was. You think uh, it, oh man, I'm like looking. I'm like I don't remember this in the first book. Because yeah. it was most the whole movie was mostly the first bur- book, and I think they jumped like two books or something. Really? At the end, I don't remember. What happened I at know- the end of the movie? Because I've read I've read all the books in that almost all the books uh, in that series. It could have been the first film because it's been like it's been a while since I read yeah. read those books. Uh, he finds the he realizes that he kills the entire race actually. Yeah, and flies to the uh, where like the new queen was going to be and then kept, finds the queen and then stays there to raise the queen that was at the end of the first book was it yeah never mind it was but because then the second two books in that series is it's ender's game but from his second in command's view like how the uh, second in okay. command came in came through beautiful book yeah and then the third one is the fallout where it's like russia and the united states trying to snatch up these kids super soldiers yeah because now they they don't have a war to yeah to, so it, it was like fight. Operation so now, Paperclip, yeah. where yeah. everybody's taking Nazi scientists. That's also very good. And then they continue Ender's story, and it's... The second book is pretty bad, but the first one, Speaker of the Dead, is really good. Mm. So if you liked Ender's Game, you should read that one. Okay. So yeah, I would say like we I discussed like a, a movie and I try to that. pick two movies. Yep. I already got you pick one a movie, and I pick a movie, and then we'll have our... Discuss how it would be remade, how... It, Maybe how it would work for this, like... I already think I got time. my two. Okay. Cool. I already think I got my two. All right. Cool. Awesome. Great. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, as always, uh, we uh, appreciate everything that you guys... Uh, for listening, and we're just two guys that are just a bunch of idiots that just talk <laughs> about movies and geeky we stuff. Are, we are a barrel of dumbasses. <laughs> um, so catch us next week. 
this has been Nerf Fury. I'm Dan Granado. I'm Jim Lovecheck. We just nailed that ending. Oh my it god! It only took, it took us, us six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.